You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. And I'm Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, Axe to Grind. Hey, everybody. Thank you, Ty- Tyler. Thank you for joining us. It is actually, uh, it's very nice to see your face. It's nice to have you joining us. Um, some longtime listeners might be more familiar with Patrick from Axe to Grind. Um, Tom, what happened to Patrick from Axe to Grind? Um, how do I say this without getting angry? Um, you know what? Should, ah. should I open the curtain? Yeah, pull back. Okay, so um, our buddy Tyler is in town from Louisville. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make plans for the day. Try to hang out with him. Try to hang out with our buddy Brian Wallace. This morning, I text the Axe Grind group chat. What time tonight? Bob within two minutes. 8 p.m.? Cool, which is what we usually do. Normal. Easy. No response from Pat. But now we know Pat has been off of tour because he was over in the UK and some European dates with Citizen. Mm-hmm. But I think we figured out that he was going to be done like Thursday or something. The last time we had spoken. Yeah, Maybe he Friday. got hazy. But yeah, yeah, it, he, he would be Sunday would have been tough. But today recording on Monday was very Fine. doable. Yeah. So um, actually, I'll just read you. The, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go all the way behind the counter. We're just doing <laughs> yeah, we're getting right in. Tyler, you're here for the, the, the slaying. Um, note, Patrick died on the way back to his home planet. Yo, so, I was avoiding not making a joke like that. Isn't he in the air right now? Maybe. Who knows? Oh, let's he see. He could be um, lying. Who knows? Well, he, he said is, he'd be home by like He 11. is in the air. You're right. He is in the air right now. Well, how? All right. All right. Can I ask you? All right. Yep. What time tonight? <laughs> so that was 923. Bob Shed at 928. 8, 8, 8, question mark. Tom Sheen at 928. Sure. I think PK is stateside. I said should be by now. An hour and 15 minutes later. No, on the plane. I won't land until 7 p.m. PST, which would put us at 10 p.m. for you, but realistically won't be at an apartment until 11 p.m. your time. This may be a blah, blah, blah. You know, if you fellas prefer, we can do that in the morning. Now, number one, tomorrow morning is Tuesday morning, which is I got a job. Mm Mm-hmm. And this episode comes out on Tuesday morning at like 6 a.m. So even if we had the quickest turnaround in radio history, we wouldn't have got it out nearly in time. No credit to him. He would have gotten it up pretty quick because he can. However, he wouldn't have been up until mm, 8.39 o'clock. If that. Pacific time. Right. Noon Eastern, which is 6 p.m. Euro time. And then... Let's say we record for an hour. Give them an hour. All of a sudden, this is a Tuesday afternoon axe to grind, and that just doesn't feel right. So, no. But yeah, so Pat, I don't know. Pat, just, we'll Pat's we'll gonna Pat. Pat I, hope gonna you, Pat. I hope you land safely. Yeah, maybe. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. We'll, we'll, we'll update the group chat. I hope it's like a couple of like skids, just a little bit, just put the fear God in them. 
so he can like appreciate time, like his time on earth and oh, the time no. of other people's. Mm, he appre- I think he appreciates his time on earth. On earth? Yeah, he does. I don't know if he cares about the rest of ours. <laughs> <laughs> He's very selfish about time. We talk about it. He's good with it, but he, uh, yeah, he does like his time. Um, so everybody, Tyler is joining us. Tyler is from Louisville, greater area. Where are you actually from? Are you from city limits or what is your town? Where are you from? I'm like from where- Louisville, greater areas. Uh, Louisville Metro is pretty big. It absorbed a neighboring town, Jefferson Town, when mm-hmm. I was a kid. But my area wow. of White Trash Fern Creek has always been considered Louisville Metro. Oh, yeah. Love to hear it. And also, I appreciate you saying Louisville. I try. You know, we learned that from <laughs> Isaac and from Brian. We had them on very early on on the podcast, and they were like, it's Louisville. Yeah, the role the it. little, little, yep. little. Um, it's, it's like molasses coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Yes. It's like you've been punched in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> punched in the mouth by Louisville. All right. And so before we get deep into the conversation today and the fun hijinks, I'm going to say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Close Casket Activities. God tier. Thank you to To Live a Lie. Thanos. Mm, I like that. Thank you to Convulse Records. Uh, whatever the uh, the um, God Peeler, God Peeler, God Skin Peeler, God Skin Peeler, God Skin Peeler, which I didn't realize that was. I just liked the band name, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh. And thank you to Run for Cover Records, Godzilla minus one. Yo, uh, I have to pause. Have either or both of you? I'm hoping seen the Godzilla Kong New Empire trailer. I'm in. I haven't seen the newest one, but I saw the first one, and I'm, 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 I was in for the last one. So in this, the newest trailer, obviously, it has the like comical running Godzilla, which is yeah. pretty good. Sick. The new trailer, and I don't think this was in the earlier trailers, has Kong putting on a Thanos-style gauntlet. Yes. I noticed that in the poster. It's insane. It's crazy. Because whoever so he's ridiculous. beefing with is like beyond powerful. It's, so he needs. So he needs it's another armor. Kong. He needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's another Kong, and we get baby Kong. So like we got Diddy Kong. We got the whole Kong family. Um, <laughs> I'm into it. So shout out to that. Uh, we are going to keep it light and quick here, so we can get right into the the true nonsense of the episode. Um. Go to runforcoverrecords.com and at the same time, two windows open, same browser, go to convulserecords.com. Why am I having you do that? Because Fiddlehead and MS Paint are currently on tour together in the UK with our buddies from Belgium, Belgium, Wrongman. Um, Shout out. Please check out Wrongman. That said, um, I'm going to encourage you. You know what? I was going to say... Hey, get this fiddlehead record, da da da, music, blah blah blah, pat, blah blah blah. Um, now get the fiddlehead ID card sweatshirt. You know why? Because it's what McLovin would do. It's got a real McLovin energy. Um, and you know what? You just need a fun sweatshirt sometimes. It's ID card. It's got smiley faces. It's red. It's a <laughs> champion hood. So it's uh. nice. So go get it. Fiddlehead ID card sweatshirt. Runforcoverrecords.com. And on Convulse, we're going to get you onto that MS Paint post-American LP. Um, People are still tripping on this record. I think people are still discovering it. It is fascinating how far and wide it's spreading. Um, They're just doing something that's really kind of 
angular in the space that they're in. And that's something I think we're seeing more and more of is that I've had people hit me and be like, yo, this actually reminds me of this and this. And I actually see some of these comparisons. But where MS Paint is coming from, one, I don't know any punk bands from Mississippi, full stop. Uh, but two, the kind of development and evolution of their band. Um, it's fascinating. Um, so everybody should at least check this record out. Uh, came out last year, really big. And I think it's just going to continue to be one of these records that I'm not going to say it's going to define this era because if I'm being honest, I actually think this band might have more in front of them than they do behind them. Uh, but I think it's something that's resonating with people in a new way. And that's always something I look for uh, in my punk and hardcore, especially at the moment. So go to convulserecords.com and check out that MS Paint record. Tyler, Tom, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. I feel like shit. I feel like shit. Why do you feel like shit? What's up? I, uh, I said this yesterday before we even played the Long Island show, but I said it feels like somebody cut me in half, filled my legs with cement, and then reattached them. Okay, so uh, everybody who's not familiar, Tyler, is in the uh, straight edge band, Inclination. Very straight edge. Yes. Very straight edge. Uh, why do your legs feel like cement? You're in New York. You've been walking? Well, it, the Brooklyn show, I was moshing with our friend Andrew Vacanti. Um Mr. Combust? Most of the bands that played. Um, and then uh, after playing the Brooklyn show and not playing a show since September, my body's just not used to the shit, dude. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think he was as excited to mosh for Scarab than he was to actually play the show. I was more I, excited to mosh. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, you're like, some locker in Scarab. Like, I'd rather just mosh and then miss our set. Like, I don't care. Like, um, so uh, those are two bands I think everybody should know. Let's let's just jump into that. Um, the big Mind Force weekend happened, even though it was only it ended up being just one show. Mind Force weekend. Uh, the eighty like percent of the first one. Yeah. Okay, eighty percent. Okay, good. Yeah, good. everyone so but Mind Force. They got everyone. stopped during Balmora. Yo, it's uh, the whole situation sucks about the show getting shut down. Yeah, it's terrible. However, however, on a pure like hype, like get get big, like. Oh, I guess you just have to come back tomorrow. Energy, I like it for Mind Force. You know, like big and they're gonna make and, up that show, and like the next show will be at the it'll be cool. sold out, and it'll be cool. Whatever. Mm, yeah, good God. Um. So, anyways, uh, tell me about the shows. You guys were both Adam. I was. What was I doing? I was. I was homebound. Uh, with a bunch of children. Uh, <laughs> had some youth sports to deal with. Those went well this weekend. Um, you're watching Steph and Sabrina. Sabrina, I, I did. I did watch Steph and Sabrina. I did not watch the dunk contest. That was. Dookie. I can't believe, as a kid, how That's big the dunk contest used to be. And now, like Kenny's, I know Kenny, Kenny Skywalker because of the goddamn dunk contest. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like nobody even cares. Oh, oh and the, the the participants are like, like it, it, Tom. If me and you could jump just a little higher, they'd let us in it. We can just. I mean, no, in. there's no stars. There's no LeBron, right? There's no anybody. So, so LeBron, the biggest, the biggest name that did it was uh, Jalen Brown on the Celtics. Who's an okay. all-star, but not far he's from not a superstar. He's not Tatum. No, not Tatum. no, 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 no. And he kind of, he kind of didn't do well. Kind of embarrassed himself a little bit. And he's so short. The question he? is, no, he's like six seven. But oh, he's, he's that not. Big? Okay. When he he, you know what? If he did the dunk contest when he was a rookie, he was like an explosive kind of right. sinewy dude. 
dude's bulked up. He's not he's not the leaper, like he's not explosive leaper like he was. He can still dunk, but he's just not exploding out of the building. The best one last night. year. Oh was it some random dude that didn't even like barely had a contract? It's the same dude who won this year, Mac McClung, who was a G Leaguer that the Sixers brought up like the week before the the contest. And the NBA had the magic do the same thing this year with Mac McClung, and he won again. A impressive little white dude who can jump out of a building, but Six to be honest, two. best dunk of the night was Jacob Toppin, who's uh, Obi Toppin's little brother, who's on the Westchester Knicks. Did a um, Jesus like a, a like behind the like a spinning like three sixty East Bay kind of thing. Like I've never seen it before. It was amazing, and people were just like, "Meh, whatever about it." It's regardless. Dunk contest sucked. Um, that sucks. I got I got not great things to say about All Star uh, Weekend. However, yeah, this is a hardcore podcast. Yes. However, I this, I'm a hardcore guy, and I've got a connection to this. I was there on Wednesday, Valentine's Day, helping my girlfriend set up things at the convention center next to it for hell yeah in like indianapolis the showcase shit yeah because she was gonna have to go up and work during valentine's day and i said well oh, you know what i guess i'll go with you yo that's what a guy <laughs> that's, that's a lover boy energy you hear that everybody uh, out there oh so you went did you Pat go from would never. No, it was, it was tuesday would tuesday never. not wednesday because then wednesday i had to work all day uh and then wednesday i yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's what, yeah, because I was off, fuck, I can't even remember, dude. I worked so fucking much this week, and then Tuesday was Valentine's, played, I played, yeah, okay. I don't know. Whatever. So it was, no, it was Wednesday, it was Wednesday. Okay, it's Wednesday, you're right. Yeah, it is Wednesday, it is Wednesday, yeah, because right. I had to make her, I had to, it reached the point where I was like, all right, we gotta go home, because I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad you got to, to a little taste, um, I won't go on a rant about how expensive All-Star Weekend is. I, I spend a bunch of money on sporting events. And I'm not spending money on that. Let's talk about a hardcore podcast. You guys are hardcore guys. Tell me about those shows. Uh, Inclination played. You felt good other than the fact that you were really more excited about moshing. Should, should I be honest, Tom? You be honest as you want, and I'll be the, 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 the voice of reality. The Brooklyn show wasn't that great for us. Okay. I thought they sounded great. Sounded good. Just the sound of the venue was good. Just it was it the was mind ripped. forces night. Yo, sometimes that's the way it is. It was mind forces. No shame night. in that. And also, let's be realistic. If we're being honest, both shows sold, sold out, out without anybody being promoted. So the kids that love Inclination couldn't get a ticket because it already sold out. And you know, talking to people, there were hundreds of people on the waiting list for both concerts waiting for tickets to go back up on that the app that they use to sell tickets you know you, there's a this dice.fm app that i think it's five 500 on the wait list or something like that yeah for a place if it's 200 so you know what i mean they were, they were you know we've all experienced that like when you're not promoted it's like oh that was poison the wells night well yeah it better be because they're the only band that was listed but i thought you guys sounded great the whole, I hate, there's nothing more that I hate anything. I don't hate anything more than a horseshoe at a hardcore show. Mm. It was a big one. Um, but it was big for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like there should be rows of people in the front, central mosh. If you don't want to be involved in the singing or the moshing, you can stand in the back. 
And that's how it should be. It should be like you're it's like you're you're encircling the mosh pit. I, I agree think with that. Mosher should be up front enough that they are piled up in the corners for the divers mm. because they're gonna be the toughest people to take the dives. And when one when one comes back from the from the pit, one goes back in to take their place. There it is. Yeah, but at a place like, you know, these places that have two foot stages, I mean if you're what kind of a sick dive? You know, you're not HR. There were some sick dives. There were some sick dives during Mind Force. That's true. I, yeah. I saw a kid dive and roll over the the wall thing on the side. Yeah, and on his feet on the wall, and then dive off of that onto people. Sick. And I was like, um, "You had the best mosh ball." <laughs> Thank you. This, this motherfucker goes. Eric Adams lives in New Jersey. That was the mosh call. <laughs> I was like, that's a smart mosh call. I mean, that's, that's a like really good mosh, mosh call. That's a good one. Yeah, Yo, Eric mosh. Adams, man. Thank you. I was like, I, I, I wasted that on a bunch of people who just stared at me. Very niche. <laughs> they probably don't even know who Eric Adams is. Um, that's and you, guys, you know wait. what you got to do is you got to make the bumper stickers. Eric Adams lives in New York City. The problem with that is not everybody in New York City has cars. So what are they going to do yeah. with it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bumper and then you guys played Long Island. Long Island was insane. Every band had a good set. Tell me the Long Island show. So this band, uh, Liberate, opened. I think it was their fourth show or something. Heavy shit. Um, Very cool. Singer was saying things in between songs. I love to hear it. Love to hear somebody care about hardcore in general. Um, And then up next was Ultimatum from western mass connecticut i think oh nice okay okay i think i think they're a bit both they might be all connecticut i might be out of out of school i should know because i'm putting out a seven inch for them <laughs> but uh it's 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 broken vow kids it's evan oh and, yeah 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 evan and harrison from broken vow um but it was very cool very sick um kids were killing each other at the show for from the first band till the end and um then was i'm trying to think right now private mind well private mind played before yeah i guess private mind played before combust and so i had never seen the band before seen what any of them looked like that little dan kid who sings for private mind and plays guitar was going off all night Mm. for Mm. everybody and then i find out he's in like the soft band <laughs> so cool. He gets the stuff like You got to do that. You got to you so got to show cool. off. That rocks. That's so yeah. sick. Yeah, but I mean even like yeah, I even fucking mosh for private mind cuz it was just it was fun, dude. It was awesome. That record's good. Yeah, no. I'm 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 a believer now. I heard it and I was like, "Ah, eh, it's all right." And then now I saw it and I'm I'm a full, full firm believer in private mind now. And uh Combust that was just fun. It was great seeing Eric Hoyt. He's one of my favorite uh Corman, I think I know, period. Um and uh Picanti looked great. <laughs> As he always does. Fully dipped in polo. <laughs> uh, Do we think his fashion hurts him? Hurts hurts combust. It's he's, gotta be it's is it a bit at this point? Mm, or, is this, or is this or is this I don't know. I don't know. We gotta so so are are we saying, I don't think it's a bit. I went to high school kid, with kids like him. That's right. Yeah, there's there, like that I, was like yeah, a there's a type there's a there's an archetype of that. I can't say what the word is anymore, but it wasn't a pejorative term. 
when I was <laughs> yes, a kid. that's right. That's right. I heard okay, somebody yeah. use that word to describe Travis Kelsey the other day, and uh, yeah, somebody somebody not use the word but insinuate it, and uh, wow. yeah. Okay. Oh no no, it's a different word. It's a different word from you. It's a different word. It's a different oh, word. You're, you're thinking, thinking of oh, like just changing a letter? No, I'm thinking of this I, in one, high school this year, when yeah, there's a, it's not. It has nothing to do with nationality. But any if you've ever seen like the Jersey Shore, yes, people would be called Guidos. Oh yeah. Okay. So I went to school with kids that were like from the Middle East, like that were Guidos. I went to like they were Greek Guidos. They were Italian Guidos. I feel like I feel like those people were affliction though. Mm, but when you you can't wear affliction when you're trying to take your girl out, you know what I mean? Affliction doesn't doesn't saturate New York City as much as you would imagine. I, I think it it even even Staten Island. I think affliction doesn't have the reach. Polo it, Guido also is a little more. It's more city, more Italian, more yeah. polo. Yeah, and I think a lot of <laughs> hip hop people wear polo, and that's the thing. You know, that's that's where he's getting it from. Yeah, and I think you know, and him and Jay, you know, they pull it off. Oh yeah, no good-looking dudes oh, yeah. with good style. Like that's the fun part. It's hot up there. I know how heavy those sweaters are and shit that they wear, like the polo shirts. I, I couldn't do it. It's dude. too hot, man. Let's. I couldn't do it, me. especially both of the shows we played. Man, the mirrors at Massapequa uh, VFW were completely covered in fog by the end of our set. Right, it was rough. Now imagine um, you're wearing like a sweater with a teddy bear on it or some bullshit. You'd be like, <laughs> I can imagine having a heat stroke. Yes. Um, it's just for everybody. The Combust Another Life LP uh, stays being one of the best modern New York hardcore records. Amen, um, dude. They they sounded fucking phenomenal. But uh, yeah, our set our set went really well. Um, I told Tom earlier I drop kicked a kid and one of my shoes flew off, so that was funny. Um, Instant karma. Yeah, no, I was being a fucking I was being a prick. Um, but it was awesome. People were vibing with it. That was, That's great. The Brian Wallace story was crazy that he just told. Uh, can I repeat that story? Please do. Sure. I don't even remember what it was. So now. some younger kid, you know, moshing his face off during, during oh, the yeah. whatever, going hard, moshing, moshing. All of a sudden they look and that, that kid definitely dislocated his shoulder. So one of the quote unquote adults in the room could have probably been someone who's like 29 at this point. It was like, brother, come here, come here. And he like helped him put his arm back into its socket and you would go like all right that's it for the guys for tonight nope as soon as it went back in the socket dude jumped right back into the mosh so good for him I wherever you are you. dude in long island hard styles but be careful because once you once you dislocate you can always it's easier to dislocate going forward oh yeah no maybe wrap it up you know what i mean maybe put some k-tape on it you know like be careful i can't speak on any of this because i did it at ldb last year and kept moshing well, yeah, it's, it's a thing. <sighs> problem. Mm, yeah, that's your that's a problem. Um, can you guys give me the review of Mind Force TVI? They were great. They did a um, they did a song off the demo. They mixed it up a little bit. Hell and yeah. I'm gonna say it. I don't know if I don't know if this is gonna be part of the repertoire, like in the next couple of shows. But I'll say they did it at least Saturday night. Wise to the game by Twenty Five to Life. Whoa! Kind of, kind of, at, in in like a response to an axe to grind podcast episode. Okay, yeah. Not in like they're shooting at us, but kind of like they could be shooting at me. That's fine. I think. Well, like we were sucks. under like like how <laughs> so many people underplay how big that band actually was, and and I was like, no, it's hundred percent true. Like it's no, easy because to look back on it now, 
knowing you know the last 20 years in retrospect that like oh god but like at the time like they were the band and watching them play that song number one it sounds to be like just like a dumber mind force song oh and <laughs> it sounds like every current new york hardcore band without rick's voice over it it could be 80 percent of heavy hardcore right now it's amazing it, and it was great people went nuts it worked it worked yeah, it was great. look 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 if if 25 to life came back tomorrow uh with jay singing let me hear the demo. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. I like the Crush Your Soul demo. I think there's flavor. I think that uh we'll do a full deep dive twenty five to life. We yeah. had if you if, yeah, yo, we how full, how full can we go like oh my first God. two feet? Like we're I don't want to go short end. everything. We're doing That's everything. It. Fuck it. We're gonna we're going reverse order so people can get the real flavor. So we can <laughs> say, Hey, here you go. Oh, this is what you're this is what you're repping. Cool, cool. We're gonna demo. rep yeah, we're gonna start in twenty twelve and go backwards to the good shit. 25 to life was a very big thing. Shout out to the people who who are curious about it. I think it's a bit rewritten, but that's okay because I also like look, it was a weird so it was outburst. Oh, totally. Completely. And and I and like you'll hear me out here repping on the outburst like loving it. I um, love it too. But but it's Tom can speak to this better than anybody. 90s New York is a funny thing it had it has its moments where it's like yo obviously it has your heart tom because it's where it's your bread and butter but at the same time stuff doing what 25 to life was trying to do sonically not much of it right well i mean bands that were trying just weren't good like right that's what i mean they were pop they were like a drawing band they were like true people. Like that, most of the other kind of stuff, there was times and places for it, but a lot of the stuff has gotten bigger in retrospect than it was at the time. Yep, and 100%. and like, look, I, I'll cop to this. I think the best thing about Twenty Five to Life is the name, but it's a hard name. I, I also get my DMs flooded with people being like, "Yeah, you know, you're probably not wrong about Twenty Five to Life, but still, whenever I hear wise to the game, ba ba ba, I'm like, oh. yeah." So and I think it's a time and place, though. And that's why I think, I mean, as a kid, that demo came out. I was like 17. I was like, this is fucking hard. It's graffiti. The guy's scary looking. This is awesome. This is what I'm here for. But like, if this came out when I was 38, I'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. I get it. Yeah, but I think exactly. it's like a time and place thing. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I listen to now, you know, with my ears now that I loved as a kid that I'm like, ah, some of it's still great. And some of it doesn't hold the test of time. And I think, you know, but they did that. So they were, that was great. Mind Force is just a, like, they played like the first four songs. And then I hear Mike go, hey, can I get some guitar in the monitors? So I turned to Brian Wallace. I'm like, this motherfucker couldn't hear himself for the force. Like, didn't miss a goddamn note. And I was like, I don't understand how there's not two guitars happening. Fuck that guy. Like, my mind just doesn't wrap its <laughs> way around it. It's like, how, you know, like, do you have like the double neck Stevie, Steve Vai guitar? Like, there's so much stuff going on. And they're just, they're all killers. Nick's a killer yeah, bassist. Yeah, they are. Fucking Donnie's an amazing drummer. Jay's an amazing, it's like, yeah. it's, an, it's a murderer's row of a band that it's like, the next record's going to be even stupider. Like, this is just, it's not fair. They not finally, they got the formula. What I, what I think that we gush on them the way we gushed on bands like Turnstile and Incendiary and whatever, you know, Power yeah. Trip even years ago. But I think the coolest thing is how creative those dudes are and how they don't stop. Like Mike is, Mike is, like he's got like three or four projects going. Jay's got three or four projects. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and they all got and and that's not that's just those two, but the, all those dudes got different stuff going on. Um, so, anyways, you don't need to hear news at eleven. Axe grind loves Mind Force, but we love them, love them as people. Uh, they are definitively. Uh, you know what? I think they're one of the definitive bands of this time frame. Easily. And also have the definitive energy and are doing it the right way. Um, and in kind of like this cool, like I hope people look at what they're doing and how they're doing it in a model way in certain aspects, you know, but like looking at it and like they play shows they want to play. They don't play. They don't limit themselves to only a specific type of show, but they try to play different ones. They've played almost the entire country, despite the fact they've never done a full U.S. tour. Yep. How's that work? I mean, what? Yeah. They do How the fuck? Yeah. And they made it work. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it's like uh, inspirational to people. And I, I'm going to put this in paper. I think it's been inspirational to people in that we're seeing other people do what they did. And right now, oh, like yeah. in practice, you know? Oh, yeah. So. I mean, they've, they've, they've broken down the formula. People want to sing along and mosh. Yeah. Don't get in your own head. Just write sing-alongs and mosh parts. People will come to you. And it's, I think it's very rare that a band gets to do exactly what they want musically, artistically, and running their business, in quotes, at, at like themselves and have so many people come along for the ride. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you usually lose people because you burn a bridge or you write a record that people don't like because they did what they wanted to do instead of what the fans wanted to do. Yep. It seems like the people who love Mind Force are really game for anything they do and are ready to participate every time. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, that speaks to the new record, the newest record, which isn't even new, but like that's the record. New Lords is like the record for people. Yeah, it's the best like, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I love it. I mean, I feel I, I like I can't even correct you on that because I love Excalibur, but it's almost more like my sentimentality towards when I first heard that record. Mm-hmm. As opposed, like I think New Lords might just be objectively be- better, and uh, it's amazing because you're not wrong. They, I think they were able to thread the needle where they're doing what they want to do doing different things but all of it is in this cohesive honoring the like the sound that they they made without like man when you see bands grow the way that mind force has sometimes and i mean this goes way back you feel like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop like when yeah you're waiting for the betrayal yeah when's the when's the we're going for it sound coming Mm -hmm. I, I, look, I don't know what what they could do that wouldn't be, you know. But um, major kudos, uh, arguably, maybe inarguably, but like the most important band in hardcore right now. Shout out to my no, I thank them for bringing me to New York right now. It's it's been a blast. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so that was the shows this weekend. I love that. Um, Tyler, before we keep digging, you you've been great as third mic already. We don't do interviewee stuff. We don't. Interviews are cool. We'll do that once in a while. But what we love is when we have a third mic, somebody who jumps on and can just rap with us. You do do a few things. You do inclination. Um, what, what's the what's the latest and greatest on inclination? You got any big stuff coming up that you want to talk about? 
Dog Inclination is the most frustrating band to be in because <laughs> yeah, you got a few you got a few situationships in that band. There's so many situations. Uh, there's a teacher. There's a uh, a married adult with um, like a life and hobbies and interests outside of just hardcore. There's a what? the guitar player in the biggest one of the biggest hardcore bands, metal bands going right now in the world. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, a drummer who's also in a very active hardcore band that just had a record come out. So who also I'm works the one, full time. I'm the right? one. Yeah, who also works full time. Uh, and does meaningful work. Uh, and I'm basically the only one who's game for anything. And I just kind of have to wait for something to happen. There's possibly things getting announced mm-hmm. soon that okay. we're doing okay i at least know possibly two shows will play this year <laughs> my my right. my news with inclination is always if you if you have the opportunity to see us and you like us Go, come because you never know come because okay. i don't know we i don't think we're breaking up but we might not play another in your area again for a year i like that though right. it's, it's actual scarcity so yeah you've yeah, in new york how many times uh, we've played last so, year in January with Incendiary. Are we counting the around the city or the whole state period? I mean, I would say like the five bar, like the city, city, because let's. City, I mean, city, Albany city, or Syracuse. City, totally the city different. in Long Island. I'll I'll listen to. Yeah, that's it. We've played Long Island twice and Brooklyn once, and now Queens. Fuck. Okay. Right, and you guys have put around how many? How many? You guys been around six, seven years at least since twenty nineteen. Five years. I mean, COVID then kind of fucked that up, but I mean, and also Isaac. Or no, you know, maybe 26, 17, 2017. That makes more sense, actually. Yeah, it's 2017. Yeah. I can't right. remember when, because the the timeline with one of the records gets fucked up because now it looks like it got released the same year as the second one. Oh, yeah, because right. the re-release. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because when the rights got reverted or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this is why you do other bands. So are you still doing Constraint? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Everybody in Constraints and Gates to Hell. Oh, I didn't realize that. All right, so that, there goes that. You have a new band happening. You yes. I I've been I've been trying not to uh, talk about it too much because mm. I, I I do something so different in it that I was almost like scat. Well, I was almost yeah scatting. Um, I was almost hoping like when it came out, people wouldn't know I was in it. Ooh, all oh, right, well, like leave that. it there. Leave, leave it, there. it there. I like that. But I do have a new band. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it, new singer and ignite. Tyler, Tyler Ray, Tyler Ray Cyrus over here. I love it. Um, okay, so do, 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 band stuff, inclination, many label. years, label. You do label. LDB. Tell us about yes. LDB, the record label. I mean, uh, it's a record label run by somebody who doesn't own a smartphone, a computer of their own, and uh, yeah, I pick up all the records in person. I order everything through another party uh packaging wise and i put it together by hand and i ship out all the records myself so all right we got to talk to you for a second it's run as well as it can be (laughs) well that's uh, i love it i love the energy of it we got to talk about something you don't own a smartphone yes i didn't own a smartphone till like 2004 or 2005 and people treated me like i was a leper let's talk about you because you're 20 years behind me you have a flip phone right like an actual shell phone I love it. Okay, so talk to us about that because that has to be intentional. Yo, I remember when I got that phone in 2002 and I was like mad hyped that I was like, I could play Snake. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. First question. First question. Do you play games on your phone? No, they don't even put games on those phones anymore. Okay, okay. 
All right. Tell us about this. You do not have that a is, smartphone. That's the reaction everybody has. It's so good. It's, it's perfect. I, I love, love it. it. So tell us about not owning a smartphone. It's a decision. It is a decision. Yes. I only That's what the song's about. I've, I've only had I've only had a smartphone for a brief moment. And it was because my 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 flip phone that I had on another mistake tour, the back of it had been missing for months and I just had duct tape keeping the battery on. And that kind of exposure led to the battery swelling to like twice the size. <laughs> so one day it just stopped charging. Yeah. And our bass, would do. Player, our bass player had an iPhone 3 that he was using as an iPod. And I can't remember what year this was. This had been like 2013, 2014. So I slid my SIM card in it and I used it for a minute. Um, I hated it. Okay. I hated it. So the second I got home from tour, I got another flip phone and I'm just, I'm still flipping, dude. Is it a bit at this point or is it? Okay. So it would be a bit for real, but it does serve such a cool function, which is I'm walking around the show on, on, on Saturday and I've got my phone in my pocket and I take it out of my pocket and I set it on the ground behind a door and I go and I mosh. And then I come back and my phone is still there. Because they think someone left it there in 2012 and they never came back for it. Yeah. No one's but ever that it's holding the door open. No one's ever picking it up. No one's Are ever you that worried about your phone flying out of your pants? Yes. yes. I don't have anything in my pockets when I mosh. You know it's possible to mosh with stuff in your pockets, right? You know what I've, I've, I've lost... I've lost debit cards, stage diving to bitter end. I've lost, I've lost, uh, I've broken cell phones, stage diving. Debit is charged. So you need a, you need a, there's this thing they invented a long time called zippers. Maybe zip pockets. I'm getting, I'm going to, I'm going to get your address before we're on here. I'm going to use this thing called Amazon and I'm going to order you you a wallet with zipper pockets on them. So you can zip, zip that shit in. I mean, dude, I I exclusively wear fucking camo pants with button pockets, but I, yo, 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 you know what? We can. Do, they have them where you can. Looks like it's the button, and you could still have the button, but then there's a zipper underneath it. Nobody even sees the zipper, and it'll keep your shit. No, in. it keeps your stuff tight, high and tight. Yeah. Man. I just like. like uh, I just like the freeing, the freeness of not having anything tethered. I get it. No okay. like, so so, holding you down. So we 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 would go to the fest like this is hardcore UB. I would leave my phone in the car all day, and I would just be. Living. Yeah, you're in the minute. Yeah, I like. I'm it. never. I'm it. never on my phone. I'm always just with whoever I'm with. And I'm watching whatever I'm watching, and I'm never watching it through my phone screen. So do you even know stuff like, do you know what memes are? I know what memes are. My girlfriend shares them with me. He's like, hey, <laughs> do you, do we watch them out YouTube to you before? Like, Here, I printed out four or five memes for you today. Check them out. They're pretty good. Ashton like, has to show like Tyler like TikToks. Not yeah, she has that. a folder in her TikTok that's it's like, show, it's like show, show Tyler. It's oh, like my granddaughter weird. told me how to do the, the shibadu poop guy. I've been watching the shibadu toilet. He's not like an old grandpa. It's amazing. So, uh, major respect on it because I do, I do appreciate. It. I've left phones. I think about doing it more. Uh, you know, it's cool when you you can put it down. I'm I'm not a very online person other than for certain shit. And I, but I appreciate it. It's it's a, um, but I saw someone. Jesus Christ. I saw someone being like, oh, it's not, you shouldn't be ashamed that Instagram is a part of your life. Like, it's a part of our lives. We should enjoy it. It's like a major thing for us. And like, 
you shouldn't be embarrassed that like Instagram plays. I'm like, oh my god, blow my brain. Yeah, out. The, yeah, oh part of your life. God. I mean, I guess it is, but it should be a very finite and small. This fucking Fight Club. Yeah, first rule about Instagram: don't talk about it being a part of your life. It's a part of your life. Oh my god. Um, so LDB is a uh, caveman record label run out of, um, you know, uh, my, an abandoned our, our, our spare room. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, what do you got coming up? Shout out some cool new. He stuff uses like Fresh a bird to make the notches in the in the vinyl, <laughs> like full one of those perpetual style. motion machines. It's like, burp, 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 yeah, it's like, burp, burp. Hey, it's a living. It's like the bird that does it in the, the Flintstones. That's how he makes the records. Burp, burp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, living. dude, peel back the curtain of fucking dark ass story. So we we press our records through a local plant, and I go and I pick the records up in person. And that plan is currently run by the son of the guy who owned it because a vat of wax fell over on him. Oh. Is he okay? Is what oh, gonna recover? That. Gonna recover? No, the guy died under wax. This guy, this this the dude Travis who I talked to, who I yeah I do yeah, all yeah, of our orders through, yeah, yeah. is the son of the oh, guy who had a vat dark. of wax fall on him. But Yo, he just hard. he just picked up the business and kept running it. And, and you, I mean, you have a local pressing. Yeah, I literally I drive forty minutes to pick up the records whenever I mean, they yeah. are a thing. A lot of people but are yeah. getting them from the Czech Republic and stuff at this point because that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, well. I want to say this. I I used to do the same thing when I lived in Southern California. Um, I've actually I've actually been to a few record processing plants across the country, and there's more now than there's been in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to our friends who ship uh, record processing overseas. Uh, hats off the other way. Um, they do it's good faster. work. It it can be faster, hundred percent faster. But I will tell you this: uh, being able to drive and pick up your records, one, you save money. Uh, two, it's really cool. It's it mm-hmm. really is a nice thing. And I know there's some folks up in the Northwest who do that. Uh, I know there's some folks in Ohio who do that. Certainly, Southern California, like that was like revelation. We used to just drive and go pick those records up. Like wow, whether it was Rainbow or. Uh, Pirates Press? No. Uh, no, no. Pirates Press is a middleman. Um, Bill Smith, custom records. Shout out to Bill Smith. But um, yeah, it's so cool to go and pick it's up so the cool. It's so cool to see the stuff happening. It's a, it's awesome. But uh, coming up, we've got uh, we've got the Ultimatum Seven Inch, who I mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Shogun from Knoxville. We're gonna press their EP that just came out. Um, that'll come out sometime this year. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you know, there'll be a second pressing of the Weapon X seven inch, which is hot fire. Yeah, people are going crazy about it. Um, and um, you know, extra another pressing of uh, um, Domain, and at some point this year, because that record's almost sold out as well as Gates to Hell. But uh, wow, yeah, I mean, dude, wait time so much. We've got something kind of big that. We're well, not big, but big for me. That you can tease it, okay? Yet. Yeah, don't, don't, um, okay. Keep your eyes out. What, what are people gonna hear about it? We're doing, we're pressing something that was never pressed on vinyl before, oh, that's the best. but it's been out for a while, okay? So, okay. um, something that means a lot to me as a younger kid. So, I'm uh, okay. excited Ooh, for that. Hell yeah. Um, and then obviously, uh, Louisville is your home, uh, LDB. Is your thing, but yours LDB. You live Fest. on Bardstown Road. <laughs> LDB <laughs> Fest is coming up next month. Let's just go through this because we do. We will talk a little bit about fests and big shows today, which maybe we're gonna. Maybe that's all we'll have time for, but that's okay. Uh, LDBBB Fest. So shout out to Triple B. 
Tom, let's let's do this back and forth. All right, let me pull it up. Give me one second. Yeah, pull it up. LD, uh, it's going to be March 22nd and 23rd, Triple Crown Pavilion in Louisville. Where's the Triple Crown Pavilion? So it's really close to the skate park that the fest was happening at for in previous years when I played on fucking crutches and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I so Ryan and Alex and Colin... Um, Ryan and Alex are the ones who started Midwest Blood Fest that evolved yes. into LDB Fest. Yes. They're not really doing it this year. Um, they're taking a year off because of Gates to Hell and um, personal health kind of stuff going on. So that's sure, sure. kind of the reason why Sam and Colin are doing it this year together. Um, but they went and they tried to get the fest here the first year after COVID. Yeah. But they had a pinball convention going on. <laughs> the weekend that they were going to have to do the fest. But the people saw like what it was and they were like, let us know next year. We'll make sure. Oh, wow. That's cool. It happened next year. So like the places was game for this before it even happened, which is rare. And did did last year's happen at this place? Yes. This is where the, the, the Noxus famous Noxus was. Yes. So, so that's like where that that's where that 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 one was, and um, so this place like wish they could have done the year before. So they made this year happen, or they made last year happen, and then this year they are thankfully, fingers crossed, God bless, doing the substage thing that they did at Sound and Fury, and have done yep. at other big major festivals, which I think will save at least half of the broken ankles that happened last year. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> there was like. 30 plus broken ankles from last year's fest. Oh, Jesus. You know, the little substage thing? Genius. Yeah, it, it's it's a... Look, it, it's not perfect, but it helps a lot. It makes a big difference for these bigger shows. So if you're going to have 2,000 people there, you have yeah. to. Have to. Have to, have to, have to. Let alone eight, let alone whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Um. All right, Tom, you, you got it pre-show up. first? Let's do pre-show first. Walk alone. All right, so it's I, I started walk right, alone. March twenty first. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you want to give that. Oh yeah, March twenty first at, at uh, Portal. Portal, five p.m. Walk alone. Power of fear. Nine eyes reunion set. Real quick, Witness hold chamber. on. Oh, Witness yeah. Chamber. Uh, Tyler, will the nine eyes reunion set? Are you gonna mosh? I'm gonna go nuts, dude. Okay. I had to watch them from the side because I dis I I torn my ACL at their last show. Mm. I tore my ACL skating during Fuming Mouth and like three sets or like four or five sets later when I finally hobbled myself out from underneath the merch table uh, on crutches, I watched the Nine Eyes set like a... Explain Nine Eyes invit- to someone who's never heard of them. It's... it's Very Louisville, right? It's yep. metalcore It's metalcore shit. It's metalcore shit. Like, the One King they, Down song. Yeah, it is right. a One King Down song, but they, that's not why they named it after that. Oh, they actually aren't named for the they're they're named for like I can't remember what the thing is that nine eyes means. But it was like kind of just happenstance. Like I'm sure Peter, who plays guitar in Nine Eyes, who plays an inclination. I'm sure Peter might have known that, but the name already kind of existed with Jim the singer before the band was even really because the, the first Nine Eyes demo was Jim by himself. Oh, okay. And then it evolved into just this metalcore. Um, I don't know, like lo- love uh, expression for all the shit that missed me as a kid, but because there's all my best friends, I'll still spin it. a kick. And, uh-huh. and, and this was like 
had a moment in a time like how when was their peak like when was nine eyes around it was like seven years ago eight years ago ten years ago they were they were one of the peak louisville bands going like the mid era of midwest blood fest that's right that's right so when it was still midwest blood fest nine eyes was one of the bands that like when they played it was like berserk set okay we're gonna continue going on our back and forth but I want to pause there and let's put a pin in Midwest Blood because I, I think it's okay. now time to explain that a little bit too. All right, Witness Chamber, Tom said, Simulacra. Volcano. Sanction. And World of Pleasure. That's a, that's a good show. That's a, I can't wait like, for that volcano set. <laughs> can I ask a question? Go. You, Tyler. Let's go. There's a weird like over 2024 on the on the flyer another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I can't tell if it's meant to be like a nod at a band that could be like a secret headliner. Over 2024. Are you looking at the same one I'm looking at? I am. All right, to me, that looks like the new Jesus Peace logo. Hmm. I've never noticed that on the flyer before. I don't know if I'm making that up, but that's what it hits me as the little Jesus piece logo. I'm going to go ahead and say, Tom, there's enough that I am not told about what happens in my city. So it could be happening. That and I hope I that I'm not sending anybody up. Well, for I will say this. It's over the other one, too. Oh, so okay. it might just be for I, the look. I think it's just the look. Got it. Okay. Yeah, just a look. I, I like that though. Can we get let's get more Easter eggs on flyers? This is twenty. I love that. Like one one of the letters is like the Hatebreed logo. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, I love little things like that. Let's yeah, let's do this. All right. Oh, I see what it is. It's the days guy. He's peeking through the D. What? It's the what? days guy. Look at the bottom of the flyer, and okay. you see the little the little days guy with the hands. Uh huh. That's what it is. Oh, you're talking about that D and LDB, yeah, yeah. 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 That we're talking about saying the 2024 stuff. Oh no, I see what you're talking about. Oh yeah, I don't. No, I think that's just 2024 written in a weird like ghost text kind of. Got thing. it. Oh yeah, I think it's just ghost text. All right, all right, ghost text. I see is. what you mean because it is on the other one. Yeah, we are loose. I don't know if some fumes are going, but we're we're really on some shit tonight. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I never noticed the days guy in the D until looking at it just now. So. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I didn't until I, I had to like literally like it was like a like a where's Waldo? I'm like, and then I was like, Days has a guy, the Days that, guy, and then, and then I was like, oh yeah, is that does Lumpy? Have a guy. Lumpy's peeking out of the Lumpy's day. peeking through. Lumpy's out of the D. All right, um, March twenty second and twenty third at the Triple Crown Pavilion in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, two witnesses surfaced. Oh, soul blind. Soul blind. Yeah, oh. Tyler, get in here. You get in your third. Soul blind, a band I, I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, Scarab, a band everybody should be thinking about. Missing Link. Inclination. Hey. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, hold my own. Shout out, Greg. Mm. 
Heads will roll. New band from Long Island. Newer band from Long Island. Met their singer the other day. And well, actually, knew their singer, found out he was in the band. The other there you day. go. Yeah, there you go. Um, Hands of God returns. Very cool. This is one of their first shows back. I think they played a Bay Area show. I think they played a California NFL. show. Yeah. But, th- but they had a legendary LDB set a few years ago that was like, it was like the set where everyone kind of was like, should we chill? Yeah. Like, like should everybody time. just calm down? Wow. Like there were so many kids getting drugged out during Hands of God at the skate park. It was nuts. I moshed for like three songs and I got out and I was like, I had no fucking business being out there. Like I was out of my weight class there. This is just yeah. <laughs> uh speaking of weight class, shout out to Gridiron. Hell yeah. This is the first time they're I think this might be their first LDB. Yes. Is that right? It's the first time in a little period. Sweet. Ends of sanity, North Carolina. Mm. One of our bands, Domain, featuring on their new record. My, well, me, but my boy Shane. Big boy, who probably is going to have the low-key the biggest set of the weekend. Is that possible? Probably. Because I feel like I've seen every show I've seen of theirs has been crazier than the last. And they just played like Belmar and it was like fucking insanity. Yeah. Uh, Balmora. Apex Predator. Another one, another one of my bands. All right, I like, I like Apex Predator. Um, Dude, they're the best. It's a good name Web- too. Weapon X, and also that's an LDB band, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah. for the demo. <laughs> uh, you can catch that next one because I can, is that San Squeegabog? Yes, I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> Did I get it right? <laughs> no. But How, do San, it? San, How do you say it? San Squeegabog. Sanguisugabog. Sanguisugabog. All right. Why is that the name? Can you explain it to me? I don't really know. I listened to Ace's podcast where the singer explained it, and I don't remember because oh, he it was... explained it on Form of Passion. Okay, yeah. all right, everybody, go there to understand it. I will too. Shout out, Ace. I will Sang- say that the reasons that were given to me for the name before were incorrect. <laughs> I can't imagine something like to do with like blood and like Satan or something, right? I think we. All right, this is the game. Uh, we're each making up our own reason right now, off the top of my head. Um, it's a it's a like Louisiana uh, swamp fairy tale thing. This Sanguisigabog. It's like the it's like a Jersey Devil style thing. Ooh, okay, okay, like it's like not your, your Skinwalker. Yeah, it's like well, it's like a it's a like a lizard man who eats alligators um, in the deep swamps of Louisiana. Is the Sanguisigabog Badoo? All right, I think it's the killer from the movie Basket Case. Oh, I like it, Tyler. I got nothing, but I'm gonna come tell on. You the, I'm, no, I'm gonna tell you the funniest mispronunciation of it I've heard. Let's hear it. The drummer in my old band called him Sanguish Sugar Bob. I'm yeah, just saying, like I'm all right. Like, which like is if, awesome. If you name your band that, you should just be okay with somebody, you know, like squiggledy do. Like, oh, yeah. your band, like it's cool. Like you just got to it. No matter how badly you say it, everyone knows who you're talking about. That's no, right. I got it. Sanguish Sugar Bob. Sanguish Sugar Bob is uh, the real name of Skibbity Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Skibbity uh, Sanction. Back. They're back. Back. Pain of Truth. Wow. Back to back. Long Island. These are alphabetical order, though. Yes, oh, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Wait That's from awesome. oh no the, oh they're we're going to say like for right, openers right. are alphabetical middle right, are right, alphabetical right, and then right, the headlines okay, are right. all right um all right pain of truth one step closer mm. never ending game first oh. time in Louisville how crazy oh, yeah. do you think that'll be uh, I don't know I might be unconscious 
<laughs> so how many songs you miss it'll be how you like grade their set like dude, yeah. I missed six of the nine songs pretty good because <laughs> i was out I, they were pretty sick okay i got it mind force military gun dude i am i'm it's landed on all the bands that i've done records for koyo i did their seven inch hell yeah that's that. pretty great i didn't realize that king nine scared to death 10 year set which i think is going to be an absolute bloodbath uh yes harm's way I I'm really excited for them to get to play more off their new record. I'm just so happy with for my boy Chris. And it really is continuing to follow Gates to Hell. I did a 12 inch. <laughs> yeah, boy. Look at this. Hometown um, Heroes. There you go. And now they're on what? It's a major label. I just talked to Nuclear Blast. So sick. Very cool. Um, they were just here with like Machine Head or something ridiculous. Yep. That's like dream come true for their guitar player. Oh no shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I I met him, or I met them. I met them at one of their early shows. They went to. They were wearing a Chromax shirt. They play drums in Constraint now, but Constraint was just playing that show with a different lineup. Right. They're wearing a Chromax shirt. We cover Chromax. They were the only ones singing along, and now they play drums You're in Constraint. In. That's pretty sick. And then they that's got to play a giant vent, like a four thousand cap in in New York with Machine Head and somebody else. Fucking with sick. uh. Uh, Brian, what's the brother? Trey? Yeah. Brian, uh, not to lose his little brother, is like an insane drummer. Oh, yeah, right. Who's right. in Gates to Hell. That's amazing. Um, we got Fiddlehead. Fiddlehead. Always Anxious. the best on every fucking fat. I mean, they do well. They do well. They, yeah. uh, the interesting part is looking at this, there's a good chance that they have a funny, and same thing, Anxious, too. Like, I don't know what these lineups will look like near the top and middle. But I hope they do some shit like, oh yeah, it's Harm's Way, Fiddlehead, Twitching Tongues. Like, well, I mean, I, last year, remember they did Kublacan, Drug Church, Knocked Loose. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's what I want. That's, that's I was like I shitting his pants. But I was like, how the fuck do I follow Kublacan with stage dives? That's and so. he did well. He killed it. I like that. But I mean, like Kublacan, that Kublacan set was like fucking. It was pretty stupid. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anxious, uh, very excited. I don't know how they do in Louisville yet, but uh, they're continuing to to do cool stuff. Their new record, I think, is going to be a big one. That makes me very excited. I love that. I we met all those kids when Inclination played with One Step Closer when they had like we're building that lineup that yeah, yeah, yeah. a part of. Yeah. And that's just, it's so cool to see them come up like that. I'm very yeah. excited for angel dust to come back, man. I, I dig the last angel dust record. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. And this is the thing we've hit on angel dust at a fest. They can just do, you know, like they should do the weird thing, but if they feel like just knocking it out and be like, Oh, we kind of want to get the best reaction on the show this weekend. We're just going to play our hits. Boom, they they can, and it's a banger. It's a party. So, yep. Party band. Uh Twitching Tongues. Yeah. I they've uh, always done well in Louisville. There's a lot to be said about Twitching Tongues. I think arguably their comeback has been the most successful. Like I think people when they went away, I don't think they went away like on a high, like not saying that it didn't mm-hmm. quite like they kind of went away and it was like, Oh, weird. I think people realized they missed what that band was doing and now have not just everybody who liked them before is right back up front for it. 
but they've gained a lot of new people and uh it's cool to see that no very cool absolutely um after them we got the kings of death metal from fucking tampa florida obituary i think this now tyler you if you, you you give me what you think I feel like everyone was talking about dying for this at FYA and that being nuts and all that sort of stuff. I feel like this will be even crazier. It's going to be violent. Because they have all the mosh. Yeah, it's going to be violent. And you can actually kind of sing along to an obituary song. Yeah. Like Redneck Stomp, someone is going to... Break their redneck. Yeah, someone's going to get beat up. (laughs) Um, I can't wait to see the videos from that because I think that'll be fucking crazy. And then we got, what do you got? Tsunami. Tsunami over obituary. Ooh, closing the second night of the festival. Yes. Tsunami. And, and then this the little band. This little band, Hate Breed. Hate yeah. Breed. Hate Breed. The first time I saw Hate Breed was at the United Blood they played. So I'm oh, wow. very excited for this. Yeah, I just, I never liked Hate Breed when I was younger because I, I saw like the... F- lame like print shit and i was like this is for like fox racing people this is not for me Fair. no one i knew listened to hate breed which so blows no, my mind nobody there was a little minute there me. no there's a little minute there i understand it yep yeah so and i nobody, guess at louisville being so different you guys had like by the grace of god and like guilt Too pc we're too pc for hate breed you know what i mean um, like not even yeah. that but like i feel like they you guys had your own hometown heroes mm-hmm. that you didn't need oh yeah yeah, no. But when that, you fir- when you first got Hatebreed, you're like, oh, oh. Well, it was it put so many things in context for me. Right, because you hear like, oh, you've you've heard this everywhere. Yes. <laughs> in every band you've heard in the last 25, 30 years. Yes, a lot made sense. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, this is like their 30th anniversary, so I wonder if they do like a lot of the fucking stuff off, you know, like under the knife, I think it'll be pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. So I, shout uh, out to LDB Fest. It's gonna be a fun time. They did a wonderful job. I'm psyched. I'm psyched that Louisville is such a. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Louisville, and I'm happy that it's like a center point of hardcore every year now. Yes, had a really I good lunch that. at Churchill Downs once. Um, Me too. <laughs> and uh, what is the thing? I ate a brown. What is the brown? Hot, hot brown. That shit sounds so brown. gross, dude. Hot brown gross. sounds like a diarrhea poop. I'm. I'm glad you liked it. It's not for me. No. No. It what is a hot brown? No, I didn't it was, like it. It was something I don't know. It was some what is it? I ate it because it was there, and you're like, "Oh, you're supposed to eat this thing." Hot brown. Let's hot tell brown. the people. Hot brown. I don't really Googling even know. It. It's their skyline chili. You know what it's, I mean? Oh. Hot, hot brown is like I did eat it at the um, Brown Hotel. It's uh, let's see here. It is. It's an alternative to ham and eggs. It is open faced turkey ham and bacon sandwich with Mornay sauce. Um, Baked or broiled bread, uh, and you can include tomatoes, mushrooms. Uh, ba I think I just had the straightforward one. It was, and I don't even like ham. It was just fine. It was not not very good. Um, here's my question for you, Tyler. We're not doing interview deep dive. When did you first start going to shows? Two thousand five. Okay. What was going on in Louisville? Um, or did you go to like Chicago or Cincinnati? So. I was going to shows in Louisville because the kid who was taking me to them was promising me that we'd go to the skate park afterwards. Um, and that's the, <laughs> they got groomed in the hardcore. Weird. Yeah, that was it. Um, and on, kid. there were three bands 
happening in Louisville at that time with teenagers playing hardcore music that was contemporary to the time. Because at the same time, Coliseum was going on. Right, right. Black, Black Cross was going on. But those so, things feel a million miles away. Yes. So there were high school kids playing in a comic book themed hardcore band called Gantha um, with songs called, like Hulk Smash and uh, um, in, brightest day, in Brightest Day and Blackest Night. <laughs> Right. really shit. really of the time yeah like yes. they were just like pulling straight from the headlines of yes. uh, the comic shop and there was another band called brains out that was a cold world clone um really which well, makes sense for the time not oh, gonna sure. lie dude it fucking rock <laughs> is any of this stuff on like Bandcamp or anything i think brains out might be on Bandcamp. Yeah. i don't know about gantha but i bet you can get their seven inch for one dollar on discogs um <laughs> 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 but uh but those but but both those bands would do like lots of like classic hardcore covers like misfits bad brains minor threat awesome yes. so that was me going to shows and already liking that stuff through skateboard videos and yep. then realizing i could go and see a misfits cover played in person in front of me but yeah. because of that like those kids would play with hardcore bands and they would sometimes bring them to louisville and that's how i saw expired youth for the first time and that's how I saw Van Damage. Oh yeah, one of my early hardcore shows was Van Damage with Brains Out. Um, l- l- let me let me do a quick pause. Van Damage is this band who was not they let me they were they did not do very well. They were not like huge or anything. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. <laughs> but 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 I have heard more stories like what you were saying to me about that about van damage over the past 10 15 years like oh yeah i went and saw this band van damage like because i think this is for another day but i think they were playing with the local young teen high school hardcore bands in that time frame as much as anyone and there were bands who were doing bigger but like if a have heart came to town maybe What's it? Bantha isn't on the show. Gant- I don't know. Gantha. Gantha. Okay. I'm, I'm Gant- Yeah. But like, um, but when Van Damage comes to town, yeah, that's the bands they're playing with. And mm-hmm. that's like, I think they ended up leaving this funny impression. So sh- shout out to Van Damage. That's well, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it, it stuck with me and, and that was the first time I saw piling on at a show. Um, and it was, it was just, it really left an impression to me. And that time too, like there was the maximum level scene, which was the black cross Coliseum stuff. Yeah. And they would bring like, like I missed a veil by like a few months. The last time they ever played Louisville. Um, I missed paint it black cause I went skateboarding instead. Um, but that, that was the kind of bands that they were bringing. They was the brick place still still a brick house? No, brick house was done. Brick house was done at the point when I started going. So uh, I also, the skate park, so Riot, where uh, LDB used to take place, uh, they did shows um, at that venue when I was like skating on the team. And on a few occasions, I helped take door. And then I just got picked up by my dad and went home. And one time I took door for a Bane show. And then... Amazing. They're like, (laughs) oops. I'm out. Um, so, 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 so <laughs> there's a lot we're, we're going to do. You've been good. So you're going to come back at some point. Um, but what I wanted to get to is Midwest blood. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we talked about this as a concept early on on Axe to Grind, but that <clears throat> hardcore in the middle of the country, and that's that's a lot of places. Look, when I say the middle of the country, that's not just one place. That's a many different places. You know, um, Louisville is a storied place of hardcore and punk going all the way back. And has had lots of bands who had huge reach everywhere. Um, but in terms of scene, in terms of local, in terms of like putting on, it would be feast or famine. It would be waves. Sometimes it was awesome. Sometimes it was nothing. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, and you could feel that. And you could feel that across different places. And so and a lot of it would be dependent upon touring from you know the northeast and then california bands and like oh is there a big band from chicago or many you know wherever but now you fast forward i think i don't you can give me a better sense of timing but maybe it's in 2010 11 12 13 range all of a sudden there starts to be this midwest scene that isn't just like it's kind of like the Midwest, stretch mm-hmm. it out. Um, that becomes a thing, and it's like Midwest bands who are playing the Midwest and making that where you can do weekends where it's like, yeah, we go, we did Chicago, Milwaukee, Omaha, or whatever. We can go down and do Cincinnati, Louisville, St. Louis, whatever. And there was this whole circuit. So tell me about that time. Tell me about Midwest Blood and how that all came about. So the first the first touring band I was ever in was uh we were an early closed casket band um or like one of the earlier closed casket bands that he like reached outside of New York for it was a yep. band called Rattletooth. Yep. Um and Black Teeth was another one from Peoria, Illinois. And so that was sort of like the it, this is like predating when Midwest Blood is like a kind of movement or idea started. And there was like a lot of people in different areas like Iowa and I want to say Nebraska that would start try to start like a no coast movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was like a thing. And it could only get so big if you were just playing locally. And around that time specifically, like it started it started building around 2007. I would say 2007, 2008 was these little connections between Louisville and Peoria, Louisville and uh, St. Louis. And, and Cincinnati was kind of in there a little bit with some bands, but Cincinnati's kind of always been its own thing. Cincinnati kind of always still was like the hub that got the bigger shows. Yeah, right. Um, when Louisville didn't. Um, but concurrently, when this Midwest blood stuff started to build, which all of those Midwest blood bands were all the bands that basically Rattletooth used to tour with in that era. So like people from Milwaukee who Rattletooth used to tour with playing harm's way. Now people yeah. who um, we, we would tour with from the, from Missouri play an in inclination now. Wow. Yeah. Like that's where Caleb yeah. comes from. Um, and like Iowa and like people went on to, you know, BNA disgraced band expire, but, um, but all of us met around that time and we kind of just like tied all of our scenes together in a way like for survival because, but it happened at the same time that some, a lot of us were the only ones willing to book bands like forfeit or foundation or trapped under ice. 
in their early times. So like all of these like bigger coast bands in Soul Search and Twitching Tongues and like all these coast bands started like figuring out the only way for them to get through the Midwest was to kind of web themselves in with this little network that we'd already built out. We basically did the book your own life for just yeah. the Midwest. Like you had your people you knew you could hit up to for shows. Um, and then Rattletooth, I, I was in Rattletooth and another mistake concurrently. And that's when, so Midwest blood kind of started around the time when Rattletooth died. And another mistake was the go between band between Midwest blood and Midwest Wolfpack which tied in the KC scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago yeah. scene and the Indianapolis yep. scene. So there was that like um there was that like more punk, yeah, more like uh um, like spine and that stuff. Yeah, spine and kicked in and uh Razor Fade was a band from Chicago. And kicked was in was from Indy? Indianapolis. No, kicked in was no. uh kicked in was KC. Oh, okay. Who am I thinking it of? It was the Indianapolis band. Uh, anyways, yeah. Pick Clean. Pick Clean was Pick the Clean. indie band. That's right. That's uh, right. Pick Clean was the indie band. And there was like this band, Misled Youth, that was from uh, indie. Great fucking band name. Um, that doesn't. And uh, Ryan, Ryan from Expired Youth, I can't remember the. He was in a few bands other than Thought Crusade around that time that kind of looped into that scene too. So there was like two concurrent things going for like the more punky side and then the more like straightforward hardcore side. They really just like fueled a lot of like the Midwest energy, whether it was the Midwest blood bands like Expired Youth, Harm's Way, um, Out of Time was St. Louis, um, Another Mistake. And then there was the Midwest Wolfpack bands as well. And then when Midwest blood started, the fest yeah it kind of pulled all those all those scenes together into one so you had like that was one of ryan and alex's like moves from the start of doing that fest for the first few years at least before coast bands were really down to come yeah was to at least get like a couple like malfunction played the first one mm -hmm. and i'm trying to even remember who else from because i think uh caught in a crowd was supposed to play the first one but they like flipped oh, their yeah. van on the way there um they had that that was a band who had like the worst luck with all that no. stuff actually yeah that, that was a band that had the worst luck in every band they were in also yeah right right, right other right. it followed them yeah it's wild anyway um, so so continue yeah but yeah so but from that like from the goal of having like a couple coast bands it was all right we need somebody from ohio we need somebody from from Illinois, we need somebody from Indy, we need somebody from St. Louis, and just to make it so that those scenes would want to come too. That's right. And it it worked. Yeah. And it and it and it worked every year. Like even when they started bringing the Texas bands, you would have like 30 or 40 people roll up from Texas for the fest. Look, and, it's it's something I I mean, look, we did it with Sound and Fury, like the earliest yeah. years of Sound and Fury. We're like, oh, if we book Texas bands. Not only will they come, 40 or 50 of their friends are going to come to California and they would drive, man. And, and that's a 20 off. hour and they go off and they're there to see all the bands. And look, like I'm going to say this Secret Sauce of Sound and Fury, especially early years, was that we, we knew we had to do it as a West Coast fest. We wanted, there were East Coast bands we wanted, but it was like important that we had a bunch of bands from the Northwest and that we had a ton of California bands because we're like, yo, California, look, just do the math. It's 40 million people in California by itself. 
you do that. The Midwest, when when Midwest blood started happening, I remember that what's the first year of Midwest blood? Do you remember? It's 2012, I think. Okay, right. It's the year I tore my ACL. Right. <laughs> so, the, the way we remember these things. I, I was like knee deep in a pretty serious job. Uh, I think uh, my significant other maybe was pregnant and like whatever. I had a lot of life stuff going on. I remember seeing the flyer from Midwest Blood. I knew I knew some of the names, you know, the bigger ones. But there's a bunch I didn't. And I'm looking at it. It's all Midwest. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. But that is the formula. And that is what I think people need to understand. And it's up till that point, I, I, I can't stress this enough. The Midwest was a place that people would go and stop at on tour dates kind of exclusively. And different little places you were talking about, all these scenes, they'd have their own identity. And they still do. But I think there's this more coalesced, like connective network, at least for several years. And I hope that we're still seeing that, or it's something people are learning from. There was strength in numbers in the way that was all organized. You just spelled it out specifically. And I think that's so amazing to see because that's when it boils down on hardcore. That's the stuff that makes this special. Being able to take that and go, oh, hey, if we booked that band from Ohio and we like those guys and that's a good band anyways, and we booked that band from Iowa and we booked this band from Nebraska and this band, all those people are going to come. And then, by the way, when everybody's going, the next year, everybody's going to want to go even more. And now you have a, a thing. And that kind of rolls into being able to go, oh, cool. More people are coming to our local shows here in Peoria. More people are coming to our local shows here. Da, da, da. By the way, now we have all these different places we can play and we can make this work. It's amazing. So, well, and the, the I mean, the, it happens at every fest, but when it started happening with our fest, then we realized, like, oh, there are bands that are meeting and like going on tour together afterwards because they oh. just ran into each other here and maybe they wouldn't have met otherwise. No. <laughs> it's it's the, it's amazing. So a brief history of the Midwest, modern Midwest. I, I appreciate it. Um, yo, uh, we were going to talk about some other stuff. Uh, it's getting late here. I uh, I think we're going to call it. But Tyler, you were a fantastic third mic. Um, we're going to have to send you a microphone down in Louisville. I have a microphone. Us. You, oh, of course, you have oh, yeah. a microphone. Yeah, I, you know. Can I can I say something? I, he's being Pat right now. Yeah. You know how we used to be like. Remember when we started the podcast and Pat would never mention it. Oh yeah, yeah. This motherfucker has his own podcast and his own setup oh, that he does with right. our good friend Brian Wallace. How about you talk about right. that for a second? Yeah. All right. Big up your podcast. Well, yeah. So, well, our our good friend Tom Tom has guested. He was our first guest on the podcast. It's a it's a country music podcast for hardcore kids. It, Ooh, okay. It kind of centers around me and Brian's common obsession with this guy Steve Earle. He's my favorite songwriter. Um, but we talk a little core every now and then. We relate everything back to hardcore or Love Steve it. Earle in some way. But every now and then, we're trying to do more guests with. We've had Tom. We've had Jesse Kowalski from Meantime. We had uh, my friend Scott who booked, if you want a good Louisville um, history of booking shows at a dead time, 
um, the having Scott on, he basically kept Louisville alive for a couple of years by I booking, I think three or four eras of my bands. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, what is the name of the podcast called hardcore troubadour, hardcore troubadour, which yeah. troubadour is spelled T R O U B A D O U R troubadour. Uh, everyone should check that out. Shout out to Brian Wallace, who is an early guest who should be a return guest. He was, a, he was an early guest when we had Chris from, from Dublin, Ireland on. Yeah. Damn, well, we how remember that? it was in my old apartment. I do. I do remember. It was fantastic. It was an in-person. I, I found the baseball that Chris from Dublin gave me the other day. Shout yeah, out to Chris. Brian, Man. Brian's great. I'm looking at him right now. Tell Brian we said hello and he's going to be our guest soon. Um, they say yo, hello, Brian. Everybody. Coming back at you next week. Shout out to Tyler. Listen to Inclination. Listen to Hardcore Troubadour. Support LDB Records. And don't own a smartphone.